listening at Spice Radio's The Morning Buzz with Sankiran Audra, and today we are speaking to Manvinder Kaur. She's a researcher whose work is centered on religion, culture, and health equity, and co-founder of Asra, the Punjabi Alcohol Resource, a youth-led grassroots initiative, bringing her research into practice. She's one of the authors of a piece called Fight Alcohol Use in Punjabi Communities by Providing Accessible Support. Manvinder, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hi, Sankiran. Thank you so much for having me. And when I was reading this piece, I, I feel like I took away and learned a lot from it. And one of the parts that I thought was interesting is when we talk about alcohol use in the Punjabi communities, the conversation is usually it's an unspoken problem or hidden problem. But that is not the case. And what is your concern when the conversation is always like that? Mm-hmm. So those two descriptors actually come from two articles that were written three years apart about problems with alcohol within Punjabi communities. So it seems like that conversation is still quite stagnant, at least like what the popular or dominant narrative in Punjabi communities is. So I think that oftentimes the conversation revolves around the idea that problems with alcohol are happening in a community that's so plagued with shame and stigma that there's absolutely nothing that can be done to educate people um, that simply won't accept that this is an issue. However, um, we believe that if this is like a deeply decontextualized and perhaps unempathetic stance um, that we often take about uh, our own community members. And as someone who grew up in a household where problems with alcohol did exist, this was a constant conversation. So I think that really challenges this unspoken or hidden problem. Um, And it wasn't just a conversation, it was oftentimes an argument. However, these arguments would often come to a halt because there is limited support and guidance for those who are struggling. Um, so our, our argument is that it's not, communi- it's not that community members don't have the education or don't want the support, it's that the education and the support are made inaccessible to community members and both are only available to a very specific socioeconomically advantaged sect of our communities. I think also when we talk about alcohol use disorder in Punjabi communities, it's thought to be due to a mixture of factors. Can you tell us about those? Mm-hmm. So AUD, or alcohol use disorder, uh, in Punjabi communities is thought to be due to uh, a mixture of factors, like you shared. Uh, so this can include genetics, uh, there might be family tensions or migratory trauma, um, or any historical trauma that folks in our communities have been exposed to. Um, and then stress related to racism, um, or kind of any of the issues that occur when someone moves to um, Canada or the United States or the United Kingdom. Um, so it's important to know also that developing AUD or an addiction, as it's often understood, is actually quite rare. And what most people are actually experiencing um, is problematic is a problematic relationship with alcohol. So the difference between those two is that an addiction is a biological dependency on alcohol. So the body physically craves it. Um, so yeah, it's important to have the, that distinction there so that we know um, exactly uh, what this individual is experiencing. There's a lot of context and it goes deeper for sure. And I think one thing, you know, in the article that is talked about as well is you stress that outreach has been limited. I mean, tell us more about the challenges of accessibility and getting help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the article, we talk about um, how outreach has been limited and it fails to account for cultural and systemic barriers. So for a lot of marginalized communities in Canada, attrition rates of counseling are high, so that means there's a high drop-off rate. So folks who do enter into counseling, they're likely to drop out. Um, harm reduction messaging is minimal. 
So there's more of a culture of um, uh, promoting immediate abstinence. So if ab abstinence is the goal or sobriety um, or not drinking at alcohol at all is the goal, that of course is something that can be supported. Um, but sometimes it takes a little bit of a journey or a path to get to sobriety. And that journey, oftentimes, there's not enough messaging around that, specifically for South Asian and Punjabi communities. Um, and then, of course, there are internal social barriers, which also acts um, as major hurdles. So both internal um, within communities, but also thinking about institutions and systemic barriers that prevent individuals like younger caring people um, from accessing resources. So, for example, the Canadian healthcare system is quite difficult to navigate, particularly when English perhaps isn't your first language. Um, when you're trying to look for a Punjabi-speaking counsellor, that's often difficult to do, um, just in and of itself, particularly if you're not living in a suburb like Surrey or Brampton. Um, but even within those areas, oftentimes there's only one resource. Um, oftentimes they're overwhelmed um, or they're unable to to serve everyone within the Punjabi community because there are various different individuals and they have different needs. So that one service can't, um, can't fulfill all of those needs. And I want you to tell us about Asra, the Punjabi alcohol resource. How did this get started? What kind of work do you do there? Mm -hmm, for sure. So Asra, the Punjabi alcohol resource is a website primarily. It's asranow.ca um, and it functions as a space um, that for in, it functions as a starting space uh, for Punjabi families that are navigating problems with alcohol. So it has a lot of information in both Punjabi and English about addictions, about harm reduction, about withdrawal. So it's really addressing that, um, that idea that there isn't education to Punjabi communities. So it's addressing that need. There, there is also um, a large a large amount of resources there so if folks are looking for Punjabi speaking counselors if they are looking for rehab centers if they are looking for community organizations that do this work that's all listed there um, and it also has um, an indicator for Punjabi friendliness so if there's someone there that speaks Punjabi or someone there um, from a Punjabi background that'll be listed there to the best of our ability um, and we do generally do monthly workshops for family members or loved ones of people who are struggling with alcohol, where we just come together and have a conversation. Um, and if folks are interested in those, they can follow us on social media where we usually um, release those links. And recently, you, you did a survey, uh, Asra. What did that reveal? Mm -hmm. So in 20, the summer of 2020, um, we learned, we did a survey and we conducted some interviews and we learned what challenges individuals are facing regarding alcohol use, what support they're accessing, if any at all, and how these um, supports are helping or hindering uh, community members. So a large majority of them said that their loved ones were becoming increasingly dependent on alcohol. Violence and anger were often noted to be sig significant challenges. Um, one person shared that their loved one's anger gets worse when they drink um, and that they would go to the extent of physical abuse. So there was a strong tie between violence and alcohol consumption. Multiple people expressed con concerns about the deteriora deterioration of their family members' physical and mental health, both due to the alcohol use and caused by the alcohol use. So mental health issues were both because of the alcohol use and they were um, sometimes why someone was drinking. Um, so speaking about the causes of their family members' challenges with alcohol use, community members shared that oftentimes office pressure or work pressures and other problems 
um, drew them to drinking so that they could relieve stress. Um, and other community members shared that um, their family members are commonly forgetful. They have no interest in any other kinds of activities that don't involve alcohol. Um, but overall, loved ones and family members really understood that problems with alcohol um, have a variety of causes and they cause a variety of challenges. And within both of these, uh, they exist within multiple intervention methods. So they really understood the complexity of the problem. And of course, now I think a lot of us are thinking about what are your concerns with this pandemic and the impact that could have on this issue? Mm -hmm. So we did ask um, our participants about our community members. We asked them about the impact that the pandemic has had. So many of them shared, of course, that there has been an increase in stress and anxiety. And because of that, so as a result of that, um, some folks were drinking more, um, which is to be expected and kind of uh, the narrative that we hear in popular media right now. However, some also did note that the pandemic has actually created space and time for healing at home and with families. Um, one respondent actually shared that the pandemic has helped their sister have time to heal and be comfortable with herself and her sober journey. So we were really seeing kind of all, um, all or not all, at least some of the um, impacts of the pandemic on community members. And I think also thinking about this issue too, when it comes to healthcare and helping different communities, I mean, how important is it to tailor it so it's effective for all groups? Mm -hmm. So I think oftentimes we kind of get stuck in this narrative of like, oh, we just need like one Punjabi rehab center. We just need like one space that kind of works for all South Asians. Um, but I think similar to other communities, I think a variety of resources are often needed to fulfill a variety of needs. So when we did ask, um, when we were um, asking our community members, the folks that we were interacting with through the survey and interviews, when we asked them about resources, um, of those who had access to resources, over 60% of them deemed silent helpful. Um, there was a wide range of dissatisfaction, ranging from the existence of cultural differences and communication barriers, to just general lack of awareness about what actually exists out there, and the lack of affordability. Because although um, we might assume that there's um, a universal healthcare system that doesn't apply actually to rehab centers, which can be very expensive even in Canada, um, one community member felt that there was not a shared understanding between them and the individual that was providing them support around the causes of the problem and said that addiction goes deeper and it's not easy to quit after hearing simply a few words. So from the conversations and responses from community members, there was a clear recognition that challenges do exist and that the current services um, don't address all of those challenges and it can often be difficult to communicate with folks within the healthcare system because um, of those shared lack of um, good community knowledge. And I think one really interesting question that you asked the article, and it's something I think we all think of, is how do we address both the internalized and institutional barriers to accessing support? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a big, big question because I think the internalized maybe is a little bit of that shame and stigma, and then the institutionalized barriers are kind of what happens perhaps when the shame and stigma is a little bit overcome. So once that's been addressed, I think the bigger and perhaps more important and pressing issue are the institutional barriers. So although we didn't aim to answer these questions or this question particularly within our study, I think through listening to the existing barriers that folks shared and understanding 
why the resources that we currently have aren't helpful, I think we can begin to shape and reshape resources to better shape the needs um, of Punjabi communities. So kind of moving from blaming shame, stigma, or culture as the reasons for why problems with alcohol exist in Punjabi communities, I think we can move to seeking the causes of these conditions. Because I don't think it's as simple as it's ill, it's shame, it's stigma, it's culture. And it's like, okay, if it is that, now what? Um, so of all the community members that we did engage with, only 10 of 10% of them um, were opposed to attending a support group. So 90% of individuals were down to, they were willing and open to attend an online support group. So I think when gracious resources are created that engage in a practice of cultural humility, um, I think deep empathy is very important. Um, and when we acknowledge the challenges that Punjabi communities do face, I think supports can and will be accessed. Um, and I would just emphasize that deep empathy part because I don't think anyone ceases to have a problem with alcohol. Um, so really meeting folks where they're at and moving with them um, in a really non-judgmental way, which is a lot more difficult than just saying it. So I think we got a little bit of a journey ahead of us. That's right, Lanvinda, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Awesome, thanks so much. We just spoke to Manvinder Kaur. She's a researcher whose work is centered on religion, culture, and health equity, and co-founder of Agra, the Punjabi Alcohol Resource, a youth-led grassroots initiative, bringing her research into practice. She's one of the authors of a piece called Fight Alcohol Use in Punjabi Communities by Providing Exclusive.